The goal, explain the 1990s in exactly 60 songs. The result, we did it. I'm Rob Arvilla. I host 60 songs that explain the 90s, which has indeed covered 60 fantastic songs thus far from Tupac to Radiohead to TLC. So let's do 30 more. Let's do 90 songs. No, we're not changing the name. More rad songs, more special guests, more astute critical analysis, more loopy nostalgic exuberance. That's 60 songs that explain the 90s every Wednesday only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Yang, and on today's episode, John DeBerry, Priya Krishna, and I are talking about beans. Purists will tell you that cooking beans from dry is the only way to achieve the ideal balance of creaminess, chew, and legume flavor. But my life isn't organized well enough to know that I'm going to want beans in 12 hours and that I should start soaking them now so that I can reduce the amount of time it takes to prepare the beans tomorrow. So for people like me, canned beans are great. They're economical, convenient, delicious. Earlier this year, while I was on a little voyage into the world of keto, beans were the backbone of my daily diet. They're filling and infinitely flexible. They give body and substance to a meal without being gut bombs. I hate them in chili, but I love them braised with chilies, tomato, cilantro stems, stock, and chicken thighs. Now, one thing about canned beans I've never fully wrapped my head around is that viscous, salty, primordial ooze in which the beans swim. When Priya originally drafted canned beans on the first episode of the season, she put out the call for people who could direct us in utilizing the bean liquid. The recipe she ultimately chews, however, for Hop and John doesn't specifically call for goo, so we may as well take a minute to talk about it now. The official modern term for bean goo is aquafaba, and it was coined in 2015 by a vegan software engineer named Goose Wolt. The liquid is a mixture of water, salt, protein, and dissolved starches that have leached off the beans. 
its composition compares favorably to egg whites, and a lot of vegans will point to aquafaba as a sort of miracle egg white substitute. Evidently, it whips like meringue, thickens soups and stews, and makes hummus creamy. They say aquafaba from canned chickpeas is the finest aquafaba, and if you believe the internet, it can be used in anything from waffles to mayonnaise. In 2016, the New York Times ran a feature on aquafaba with a sort of excited hopefulness that seemed to indicate we'd crossed from the before aquafaba era into a new world of bean goo-based living. I confess, I have not messed around with aquafaba, but I'm curious. This week, without thinking, I strained off the liquid from my black-eyed peas before making Hop and John, and then I later complained about how the stew wasn't thickening as I would have liked. Maybe aquafaba was the missing ingredient. So, we'll keep messing around with goo here in the Recipe Club Culinary Lab. In the meantime, let's focus on what you can do with the other stuff that comes in a can of beans, namely beans. Have a listen first to Daniel Reeser about where his recipe for Hop and John comes from, then stay tuned to hear how John, Priya, and I did with our foray into southern bean cookery and where John did end up finding a place for bean goo. Cook along with us on the Major Domo Media Discord server, send in your own recipes to the fixer at majordomomedia.com, and when you're done listening today, head on over to the Major Domo Media YouTube page to see how all the cooking unfolded in this episode and every episode from this season. Daniel, how you doing? Doing well, Chris. How are you? Uh, you know, hanging in there. Fill me in. Fill in this Yankee, this Yankee doodle. <laughs> what is what is Hoppin' John? So uh Hoppin' John is like a traditional southern dish. I think it actually originated somewhere in like the Carolinas. From based on what I've I've read uh on background, that it probably originated in like the uh Caribbean islands or something like that. And it's some variant of like pigeon peas and rice, kind of, kind of that kind of feel. A lot of people like to eat it served alongside like greens, which is also like a good luck thing that you see. A lot of different folks eat on New Year's Day, uh, depending on their background. Sometimes it's cabbage, sometimes it's collard, sometimes it's uh, spinach or something like that. But that that's the that's the background that I have. Uh, it's a, it's a good on. luck dish, right? You eat it on New Year's because it's going to bring you good fortune. So. I was extremely relieved just now to get on with you and hear your accent and hear a little bit of uh, a little a little south in there. Can you speak to me a little bit about your your southern bona fides here? You said you were born in southeastern Kentucky. Yeah, so I was uh, born and raised in southeastern Kentucky, uh, really close to the uh, Tennessee, Virginia, like tri-state area there, a uh, small town called Corbin. Uh, my family uh, originally came from Virginia. On one side, and then my mother's side is actually from like coal mining country down there in, in Harlan. And so we had a lot of Southern food growing up. Yeah, who did the cooking? Uh, so on my dad's side, his father was a really good cook. And then on my mom's side, all the women. So great-grandmothers, grandmothers, mom, they did they did all the, all the cooking. And I really like to hang out in the kitchen. I'm an eater. So I, you know, really took to uh, learning how to cook a lot of the a lot of the dishes, I can't say that I can cook all the dishes. I don't get near the uh, chicken and dumplings and things like that that they would make. But as far as like stewed vegetables and uh, frying things up and, and that kind of thing, I definitely, you know, jumped right in and, and they taught me how to cook, basically. So did you grow up eating? Did that did that long line of amazing cooks on both sides grow up? Did you grow up having delicious Hoppin' John? No, I did not. <laughs> the Black Eyed Peas situation on New Year's Day was just dread now they were very good cooks 
lots of, we would eat green beans, different kind of bean. Uh, that area of the country is really well known for uh, different varieties of green beans. There's pole beans, there's white half runners, greasy beans. Those varieties, people make fresh, they, they can them. And then they also, uh, they do a drying process where they'll, they'll dry them out and then they freeze them and rehydrate them. And that's called shuck beans. So there's like a really like strong relationship with eating beans and, and stewed like greens and those kinds of things with pork dishes and, and the area country where I'm from. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately on new year's day, for whatever reason, the black eyed peas never got the proper treatment that, uh, that the green beans and, and other, uh, green vegetables and that kind of thing got in the normal, uh, at least in my house, uh, they didn't get the treatment. Out of deference to the tradition, just for the luck factor, what were you eating? You were just eating black eyed peas out of a can, right? Yes. Open the can, put it in a saucepan, warm it up. Everybody grab their spoon, get a spoonful, hold your nose, eat the black eyed peas. I mean, it was, it was not a good tradition. It was a, it was a necessary <laughs> It was necessary for us to eat the black eyed peas. Like my dad was like, you must eat your black eyed peas on New Year's Day. And everybody dreaded it. So the Hoppin' John really made that tradition. Oh, these, this vegetable is delicious. It just needs to be treated, you know, with the same respect that, you know, we, we treated all the other delicious vegetables. So where did, where did this recipe come from then? Uh, I was home for Christmas uh, up in Kentucky and we have huge spreads for Christmas Day, lots of food. We usually have at least a ham and a turkey. Sometimes there could be, you know, roast beef or whatever. And one year they sent me home with just, you know, probably like three pounds of ham or something. And I, I was probably making sandwiches on it and eating, you know, the week after Christmas. And then uh, on New Year's Day, uh, I knew I had to do my, uh, my good deed, even even with my, you know, dad not saying you must eat your black eyed peas. I knew I had to eat my black eyed peas, so I decided to try my hand in making Hop and John. And instead of making a vegetarian version, uh, I decided to to add ham to it, like we did uh, our green beans. You know, we would cook them with country ham or ham hock or, or you know some kind of pork product. Growing up, so I decided to use the, the leftover ham from Christmas uh, to make my New Year's Day Hop and John. That's probably how it really works. I mean, generally, right? It's probably just like you know, you're not buying a ham to make Hop and John. You're 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 making it with what you've got. So, has has your Hop and John made it into the family tradition? Are you guys eating Hop and John instead of canned black eyed peas now? Yes, we're definitely are. Uh, we, we that's it's my family and my wife's family uh, both uh, make it. In fact, my wife's family, my father in law like insists on this dish at least once a month now. Like he's, he's, this is his go-to ham and beans. You know, like a lot of people like to eat some kind of variant of, of, you know, ham and white beans or ham and green beans. This is his ham and beans uh, go-to recipe. You feel, you feel confident. You feel confident putting this one out there as a, as a hop and John recipe for, for your, your fellow Southerners to uh, see and embrace. Uh, yeah, I, I think I do. I think I've got a question for you, Chris. Um, yep. what, what kind of rice did you end up going with? <laughs> God damn it. So here's the thing. I was like, you know, I, I ate it. I ate some without any rice. And I said, huh, I understand like why rice is essential to this. I wish I had some, you know, Carolina gold rice. I wish I had some sort of like long grain Southern rice. The only rice I had, Daniel, was some uh, leftover jasmine rice from the Chinese food that I had had earlier in the day. So it 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 sufficed, 
but it wasn't correct. I've been in that, I've been in that same pinch where it's like you look in the pantry and I've got basmati, I've got jasmine, I've got you know, but uh, it's if I can get like something from Anson Mills or something down there, like that's mm-hmm. that's really that really makes it uh, just a little bit better, you know, getting something like that. So man, I got, I got called out. I got called out. Yeah, no, I know. I think the ri- the rice rice matters. Priya, are you eating your Hoppin' John as we speak? I am eating it as we speak. Okay. Mm. I just wanted to see if we were getting a, a, a real live teaser at your reaction. Your your look betrays nothing, Priya. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> saving it for the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. This is Recipe Club. We've got our... Fr- I, think, I think this is the first uh, meeting of the Recipe Club that involves this little triumvirate, right? Mm-hmm. John DeBerry, Priya Krishna, and myself, Chris Ying. This season, we are dedicating every episode to a single listener-submitted recipe. We uh, we had John on for the first one where we made sausage plats. John made a bloody heart. Priya's already uh, dipped in here with the Iraqi Jewish to beat. We've made meatloaf, we've made dump cakes, and we've circled back around to Priya, who's chosen the theme ingredient today. Canned beans. Priya Krishna, you chose canned beans. Uh, before we get into the, the canned bean discussion today, I want to do a little bit of looking back here at this point in the season. John, I noticed that you're um, on the old Discord. You're on the old Major Domo Media Discord. Did you see some of the sausage plats being made out there? I did. I'm working my tendrils into the Discord community. That's, oh, how, I'm build- that's how I'm building my, my God. <laughs> he 100% so, okay, sorry. is. What is, how does Discord work? It's okay, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like Slack, but like made with like AOL chat rooms. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. But John is 100% in there consolidating power among the recipe club (laughs) listenership. He's just out there mixing it up with them. But did you have anything to say to the people? There was a ton of plats. There were a ton of plats out there. There was a ton of plats. They were all really, really attractive. Everyone was very, um, everyone was very nice to me about mine. Uh, Let's just put it that way. Uh, (laughs) They seemed very intrigued by the addition of two pounds of tomato, uh, which, you know, didn't mess up the recipe as much as you'd imagine. And I think that other other people are better at like making the little plats. Whereas I kind of haphazardly did it. I've never done it before. Whereas I got some very tight situations. And I offered to eat this the, the heart the heart one that I still have. The heart-shaped plat is still in my freezer. And I'm wondering if we could do some kind of like bonus episode, like mukbang situation <laughs> where I just eat the whole thing. <laughs> On your Twitch bloody heart is now your bloody heart is now frozen too, just waiting. Yeah, I froze for consumption. It. Yeah, froze yeah. your heart. That's insane, man. <laughs> yeah, I think you absolutely <laughs> have to watch you eat that. That's intense. Okay, uh, but right. I, th- I thought a lot of people actually. Some of the people were like, "I think this could use a little more tomato." I think some people were yeah. on on your train there. There are peas. Yeah, there are people who are adding much stuff that was definitely singing my song, and it was cool to see that. It was also cool. Priya, I don't know. You haven't. You're not having been on the old Discord, but like, people are tackling the to beat too. <laughs> like, what are they saying? What's incredibly what's the... so? Like, I saw some people trying to pull off the inversion, like which none of us did. Like, you're supposed to invert <laughs> it onto a platter, yeah. which seems totally insane. 
We also got a very nice comment on the YouTube page from the originator of the recipe, from the mom, from Karen and Shahar's mom, who said, I'll read a little bit of it here. She said, so I wrote the recipe for my daughters, never imagining that this, <laughs> this will be cooked by these honorable chefs. Priya, I think that that's that <laughs> part of that. We're part of that. It's not just honorable. Dinner. We're honorable <laughs> chefs. <laughs> It was, it was meant for other family members who just know you need a huge pot and huge bowl to mix this in. I loved listening to the podcast and thought it was hilarious. I have now incorporated your pointers into the recipe. You can use chicken thighs instead of a whole chicken. She does say, however, Priya, please trust the recipe and cook on low heat for six hours. It's the right way to cook this and to get the sticky texture for the rice. I am proud of my daughters for being proud and connected to our Iraqi heritage and so happy this is now being shared by so many people. It is just amazing. That's pretty sweet. Oh, I feel that's like great. It's very sweet. And I feel like this mom has never heard of Recipe Club before. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, still nice to hear, I think. Um, I don't know, Priya. I still sort of disagree with the six hours, but we have to trust mom, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't have worked for me. <laughs> like after two hours, I was like, this is, this is over. <laughs> yeah, this is done. This has, this has been done for an hour. This is, yeah, already. exactly. <laughs> um, okay. On to the business at hand. Today, we're talking about canned beans. If you do a little Google search, you get something like 73 million results for canned bean recipes. Uh, canned food has been with us for two centuries, a product of the French military. Probably more recently, I feel like canned beans were one of the like big hits of the COVID summer. You know, it was like one of the things you stocked up on. Have you guys, did you feel your canned bean consumption going up in the last couple of years? No, I've always loved beans. Beans, <laughs> beans, the magical fruit. For your, there's nowhere for your canned bean usage to go anywhere no. but down. It was just already at an absolute max. Anywhere but down. My family, we love beans. We love farting. We love everything <laughs> that beans that beans bring about. Sorry, John, if you're going to do a podcast with me, there's going to be some poop jokes. Oh, no, Chris, I, I and, Chris and Dave know this. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, it. was that a joke though? That's just a straight up statement. There's gonna it's be just a statement. We like farts. That's not a joke. That's just funny. a statement of we're just, we're just We're just big bean heads in the in the Krishna family. And I feel like I haven't really like gotten Seth to love beans the way that I do, but I I love I love beans. I only I mean, yeah, it was really hard for my bean consumption to go up during the pandemic. Well, okay, so what so is a t- what's a typical what what is a typical Priya walk bean, us through a bean day? Yeah, walk us through a bean day, please. I mean, what can't you do with beans? <laughs> is really the better. Like maybe I'll make like a quick chole with some like a cinnamon stick, some cardamom, some yogurt, some tomato, a little cilantro on top. Maybe I'll take those leftovers and like cook it down and then put it in a pita with some hummus, some onions, uh, whatever. More beet, more legumes, just bean on bean action. <laughs> you're gonna put your your you're gonna put your leftover beans on some hummus. Yes. <laughs> I have done this. Seth makes really good homemade pita and we'll do like hummus with more beans and then with herbs. I do a lot of like bean dips. I make a lot of refried beans. I make a lot of like Italianish bean stews that are in sort of the um the ribolita family. Yeah, I mean, beans and lentils are just like kind of the backbone 
of my diet, I would say. And handicap this for me. How often are you doing canned beans versus dried beans? Uh, I would say 50-50. God damn! Dried really if I can beans. like if if I can like remember because if if I if it's nine o'clock on a previous night and I'm like and I'm like I know I want beans the next day I will remember to to put them to soak. I just I really like I like beans and people give me a lot of beans. I feel like you know I've got like a reputation for liking beans, so I tend to have like a pretty robust bean collection. Yeah, at all your, times, your mother sends you to the village to trade in your cow, and you come back with beans instead of money. <laughs> Yeah, I know this. I, I know all about this. Exactly. Yeah, you, you know, you know the story. <laughs> you know, you know the old Priya Krishna tale. I'm, I'm, um, I'm also, I'm also pretty pro bean. Honestly, like as someone who's likes to find protein sources that aren't meat, uh, it's a great one. And I love the. I got into dry chickpeas thanks to this podcast because I had to buy them for the chickpea episode last season, uh, which I won by the way. Um, <laughs> And I just, I, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, just a reminder, uh, first one, uh, uh, yeah, I, I love, I love chickpeas. I love lentils. And for me, the, the dried chickpeas are the way to go because I find that the canned to be a bit like farty kind of have a kind of this musty thing. Whereas the fresh, the fresh, the dried uh, chickpeas are, are a bit like greener and a little bit fresher tasting. Uh, plus, I mean, I guess they take up about the same as amount of space, but it's nice just to have a big cambro full of dried beans that you can just bust out whenever you need. And I also got into some heirloom stuff. Yeah, I got like it. Not the rancho. What's it, what's it called? Like, what's rancho the, Gordo. The rancho Gordo. Rancho Gordo. I didn't. That, that seemed like too much work to me. But uh, <laughs> I used to back. It's, it's just this brand. Just, it's just well, weren't they always sold theme. out? And they would like you'd like they have like drops, and you'd just like never get them. And so oh, I just, well, that's, like, that's, a, that's the Bean Club. Yeah, which has like 50,000 person okay. long wait list or something, right? For the Bean Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was talking. Yeah, that, it was, I, I found that very daunting. So, uh, but uh, there's there was a place in Brooklyn that sold like indigenous heirloom beans. It's closed now. It's called Hunky, was, was called Hunky Dory, but yeah, um, cool, cool things to play around with there. And what is this? What is the manner of your bean consumption? Walk us through your bean day. Guys, should we start a Green Day cover band called Bean Day, though? Should we start a band called Bean Day? I think this is yeah, a we good should. idea. Wake me up <laughs> when the beans are done. <laughs> oh, my God. Just end the podcast. Let's be done. Uh, sorry. Bean. You, what, I'm I'm bean? Day. Wait, wait. Boulevard sorry. of Broken Beans. <laughs> Boulevard of Broken Beans is pretty good. Oh, That's my amazing. God. Uh, John, talk us, talk us to us about your, what, what is like your go-to bean dish then? I like to make like just straight up lentils cause they're super easy and quick and just have them just as part of a meal. Uh, but I also like to do like a sort of a cold bean salad, like with chickpeas or lentils or like chopped onions, like maybe some cilantro, uh, maybe rice, sort of like a pilafy ricey salad situation that you can just live off of. I'm big on like making like absurd amounts of food and then just coasting for a couple days. <laughs> so I make like eight quarts of bean salad. And that's all I eat for the next four days. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that sounds less like you're into beans and more like beans are into you. I guess like during, during uh, Dave and I did this like pseudo keto month a couple of months ago. 
and like beans were my savior. So like everything I did was basically this recipe, just brothy beans. Yeah. Brothy mm-hmm. beans is my new vibe. I used to just, I didn't realize that brothy beans were a thing, but goddamn, brothy beans, <laughs> delicious. Um, <laughs> our recipe today is a recipe that Priya chose from a few submissions. This one was from Daniel Reeser for Hop and John. Priya, do you remember some of the other contenders and why you ultimately chose Hop and John among the others? Well, I chose this one, one, because I had made, I hadn't made Hop and John before, but I'd eaten it and really loved it. Um, But the other one that I was considering was black bean brownies. And Chris was like, I can't do another bean (laughs) and a brownie again. (laughs) It bums me out. Because they're too good. I know. It would have been too delicious. <laughs> I mean, John, like, I know you, I, I remember that you won this episode last season. If I, if memory yes. serves, you won. It made both you and Dave really angry. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> can you, I can't remember though. What was the deal? They were chocolate brownies. They were chocolate and just chickpea. Was that what we did last season? Yeah, it was chickpea. It was chickpeas, um, cocoa powder, egg or egg replacer, uh, like brown sugar, and I think olive oil. And like, that was it. And that was like what this was going to be too. It was like a chocolate black bean yeah. brownie as well. And I, don't, I guess like, I remember it being delicious from last season, but like something, the idea of like a, a brick of like bean, baked bean still weirds me out. I don't know, Priya, you were drawn to the brownie though. Well, I just, I just remember like when we were shooting the cookbook, you and Dave would not shut up about the the chickpea brownies and so i was like man they're really into these i really wish you hadn't revealed that my private conversations and i wish that you hadn't revealed that we like outside of the show also talked about the chickpea brownie that's fucking humiliating uh yeah well we went with we went with hop and john and my my experience with hop and john is basically the same as yours where i think i mean i've had it in restaurants before i have never made anything like it it is obviously like a very well celebrated southern dish of black eyed peas pork uh you know aromatics and usually cooked either either cooked with rice or served on top of rice it is descended from the west african tradition uh you know of rice and peas and and rice and beans that you know you'll see throughout the south and the caribbean there are lots of variations on hop and john that draw on those Caribbean influences and Latin American influences and obviously West African. And in the South, this is a dish that is eaten traditionally on New Year's for good luck. And our recipe submitter, which I didn't really know ahead of going into this, I was like a little nervous when you chose this because I was like, shit, what if Daniel is just some Yankee doodle from (laughs) Minnesota? It's like we're going to get in trouble. But It turns out Daniel is from southeastern Kentucky. He says, I was born and raised in southeastern Kentucky near the Tennessee-Virginia border. I grew up eating traditional southern food like collards, poke salat, poke salat, he says, cornbread, chuck beans, green beans, biscuits and gravy, country fried everything. Uh, He said he grew up with a lot of good home cooks, but this was not something they didn't make Hop and John. Like the one day of the year, his his uh, the cooks and his family took it off was New Year's Day. So he had this tradition of just eating the black eyed peas out of the can just for the for, for the good luck and not for the taste. So he you know came up with this recipe after eating at restaurants and figuring it out for himself. My question is, do you guys have other good luck foods that you eat? Good fortune things that like or like traditions that your family would do anything along those lines? Okay, well. Diva- during Diwali, which is sort of like 
when a lot of in, the calendars in India start over, or at least we had a calendar that started over after Diwali. My dad had this tradition where we would, and and this was a, this is a thing that many people do, where you bring a light into every room of the house to bring the goddess of wealth, Lakshmi, into each house. And we had a very particular tradition of making sure that we took the light, my dad and I, into each bathroom. And my dad would hope for 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 good poops for all of us, bringing the light in to each bathroom. So that was our tradition. I was going to ask what a good poop is, but I don't want to know. Auspicious poops. <laughs> May your poops be plentiful. <laughs> May your first poop be a male poop. Um, John, do so, you have... Yeah. That was, I mean, Priya, I asked you if you had, if you, if you ate things for good luck and you talked about lighting a candle no, for auspicious said, poops. No, you said traditions. You said any traditions. <laughs> All right, John, it's wide open. Traditions, good luck traditions, okay, superstitions, well, or foods. One of my mom's best friends uh, was from Texas, and she always did the black eyed peas for good luck on on New Year's Day. I, I didn't realize it was a necessarily a Southern thing. I just thought it was like a thing that people did. Um, so this definitely rings, uh, you know, lands with me in terms of the the auspiciousness of eating black eyed peas for for good luck. Chris, what's your big food New Year's no, tradition? No, I mean, compared to you guys, like, I feel like our family was like a, like Wiccans or something. We're like so superstitious. Like, you know, <laughs> you just like, you have like, like Chinese New Year, you have to eat fish, you have to eat noodles, like dumplings are shaped because yeah, yeah. they're like supposed to look like coins, you know, uh, you, you bring, you eat oranges. Um, every single dish had some sort of like, good luck thing and if it didn't it had something to do with like your chi being too hot or cold or or whatever and like i feel like we were just like a highly superstitious family i mean like nobody was like oh my god you didn't eat noodles like your life is just gonna get shorter but we definitely like observed all these things we definitely did them and we're like mentioned the reason for them you know it was always for good fortune or prosperity or longevity or whatever it was um and now i feel like I do little things all the time. Like I, when I get on a plane, I always have to touch the plane with my right hand. And then I have to like touch it with my left hand on the way out. You guys don't do any of this weird shit. Oh no, we do. We do plane stuff. Uh, yeah, we, we have plane, to plane stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I touch the, I, I touch the outside of the plane. You touch it too, right? In. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm like, whoa, it's going to be outside like in the, in the atmosphere. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> well, you touch it for like normal human interesting science reasons. And I'm just right, like, it's also luck. I'm also like, okay. the plane's going to fall down if I don't do it. <laughs> if I don't do it. You're like, wait, 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 don't close the door yet. I haven't touched the outside. Yes. We're not going to make it. Yeah. Priya, what is your I plane try to be stuff? cool. Like, oh, I'm just like, I know, right? In, you like, kind of just have to my hand off. on it and I'm secretly like, but the flight attendants must Clutching see so many people I'm touch sure. the outside of the yeah, plane, right? I'm and sure. they're just like, everyone's trying to play it cool. Everyone's trying to be like, yeah. oh, I'm just, I'm just getting my balance here. Oh, I just, okay. you know. What's your plane stuff? Well, my, my, we're like not religious. This is so weird to say. My mom makes me like pray to this, uh, this statuette that's like behind the coffee filters in a cabinet before I get on a plane. <laughs> um, Wow. Hanuman. Wait. I have to play pray to Hanuman and Hanuman is situated behind the coffee in, in a cabinet. You like open <laughs> the cabinet and you're her? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like coffee, coffee filters, Hanuman. Um, <laughs> Wait, and do you there, play, there... pray like through the coffee or you, like, you you're just kind them? of looking how does like, not, yeah. how does Hanuman know you're not worshiping the coffee though? <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Cause in my mind, I'm like, 
Hey, hey, Hanuman. Hey. I'm for talking you. to you. It's me again. <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> Wait, but is it it's just, is it in the coffee cabinet for a reason other than just like, oh, that's a convenient storage place? It's just a convenient storage place for Hanuman is with the coffee. That's plain stuff. I love that. You don't um, touch the plane? And then I also, I don't touch the plane, but I also have this superstition when I stay in hotel rooms, I always have to stay at the, at the, in the bed that's like the furthest away from the door and same. the closest to the window. Yeah, same. Same, same, same. How weird is it that there's not like a 13th floor in so many hotel rooms? Isn't that I know. like wild? It, that it, like really, superstition? it really freaks me out. It's weird. It's crazy that like actual real life abides by that rule. Like that's insane. Or the, the ghost light in Broadway in like theaters, that that's still a thing that all theaters the do. ghost light? Uh, Chris, you really need to watch more musicals. <laughs> I really don't want to. <laughs> so theaters will leave a light on in the center of this, like center stage in theaters. And that's like the light to, so that the ghost can, can navigate the theater at night. It's called the ghost light. What? Wow. Like after, yeah. after everybody's gone, there's like a light yeah. on the stage. There's a light on the stage in every it's theater. Like the pilot light for the theater? Yeah, basically. But they like, <laughs> put, they put the light in the center. It's called the ghost light. So the ghosts don't like trip over the cords and stuff. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that's not superstition. That's just good. That's just good practice. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. For your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Well, this is this is a, a good luck dish from Humble Origins, Hop and John. Uh, the recipe, this recipe itself basically has you sweating onions and ham in butter. Uh, Daniel says to cook until brown and dry, I believe. Then you add uh, diced tomatoes. The canned black-eyed peas, chicken stock, molasses. You simmer it for an hour. Then you add some chopped bell peppers. Uh, I did things a little bit out of order. 
Then he serves it over rice. Like I said, some uh, different versions you you serve, you cook with the rice. What did you guys think? You guys want to talk through your actual uh, experiences here? Pri, you want to go first? This is your your recipe. Sure. I guess I just want to preface this by saying that <laughs> uh, I'm in a bit of a rough spot, digestively speaking. Uh, I'm, I'm currently I'm currently traveling the country for our like best new restaurants list for the Times, and so mm-hmm. you know I've just like just I'm I'm coming from San Antonio where I ate like 15 meals and about to leave for Austin where I'll eat another many meals, and it has really wreaked havoc on my system. And you <laughs> get to the point where I've like made an appointment with a, with a doctor about it. So wow. last night I'm like, oh, finally, like a home cooked meal. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it has to be like the recipe club meal. <laughs> and so. Okay. okay. That, you, that's not you. That shouldn't be your attitude towards the recipe club. No, no, no it's on. not. That's no, no, it's just. Well, I, well, no, no, no. I was just thinking like, oh, I can just make like a smoothie or like just just straight up vegetables, you know. But instead I was like, oh, OK, I, I need to make like an actual I need to make actual food tonight. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was like, at least it's beans. I'm not making like something super. I'm not making like a bechamel, you know, or a lasagna or something like that. Uh But like this is I would say that like I say that because like this is sort of where the recipe went wrong for me. I sort of show up to the grocery store. My tum tum is just not feeling well. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get low fat chicken stock. I'm going to get lean ham. Uh (laughs) You know, I just like, I really just wasn't thinking. And I was like, ah, it'll taste, it'll be, it'll be just great. And then, you know, I cooked the dish. I also, I put the bell peppers in at the beginning with the onions Mm. because I was like, I kind of want those to get, I I, kind of, I like those at the beginning. I didn't want them at the end, Um, but I totally crowded my pot and like nothing got crisp or dry really. (laughs) And then like, and then I realized like, this is a recipe that really like, lives and dies by like the quality of the ham basically like how hammy and smoky yeah. your ham is so i ended up adding some smoked paprika and kashmiri chili powder to like i don't know like i felt like that would like ham ham it up uh <laughs> a little bit i cooked it for the requisite hour and 20 minutes and like listen it was it was like exactly what my body needed was it like the most flavorful dish? No, but like I was so happy to be just be eating like a bowl of broth and beans. Like certainly wish that I had gotten better ham. Certainly wish I had not bought low fat chicken stock in a moment of weakness at the grocery store. But like this, I I don't know. Like I I I I think I added like even more chili powder at the end. And like, was it like mind blowing? No, but it was what I needed in the moment. Let's just say. That's what, that's my whole life's goal to be that exact thing. Just not anything that blows anybody's minds, but I'm just what you need at the moment. <laughs> I, uh, can we, can we talk really quick before we get into John, your experience with it? Like, can we talk about like store bought chicken broth for a minute here? Cause like I, whether it's low fat or whether it comes in the can or the carton or whatever, like I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's, it's it's usually bad. Like I don't, I just didn't have any broth at home. It's almost always bad. I feel like there's like a couple. Like I, I honestly like Swanson's tastes better than whatever like weird Whole Foods like faux faux organic versions you have. I went with like the chicken. I like the chicken bouillon paste. That's that's what I was gonna say. I feel like the mm. pa- like if you if you can't do 
this if you can't do homemade the cubes or the paste is better and then like the stock that you buy is the worst i really should have just bought paste or cubes but again i was like in a mood (laughs) john what did you do i didn't use chicken stock i find if if ever possible to only like keep it to one kind of meat it just feels I don't know. It feels like unholy to me to have like chicken and ham in the same recipe. I'm like very oh, fussy like, like it's that. Not, so. It's not. It's not like a just overall. You want to reduce your reduce your meat consumption. That you don't too. Like, you don't. But you don't like mixing mixing animals. Yeah, it just feels like like there's a petting zoo in my and it's like sad. So I just I like to keep it to one animal per dish. Uh, and also, I don't love chicken stock. It's like the store bought stuff is just kind of nasty. Like it's hard. It's yeah. not even like there's like a good kind it's just sort of inherently not exciting so i just got vegetable stock and just went with that and this is definitely the kind of recipe that i i cook and the kind of cooking that i do where it's like brothy beans and rice that's like a very easy recipe in terms of just like it's like a can of this and a can of that like it's not like these particular like it's not measured to the gram it's just like very very simple and easy um i was excited to do to apply bean goop in more situations. So what I did is I bought extra beans, extra black eyed peas, and I used the bean goop as the water for the rice that I made. Mm, I, like I put nice. it in my rice cooker and I thought that it would kind of be amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't before know if it necessarily wait, 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 made a huge... Before you, you, you reveal the results of that, that move, Priya, you identified... John just said, I used the bean goop to cook the rice, and you were like, mmm, nice. <laughs> to you, to you, your reaction to that was, mmm, nice? Like, you, you, like I don't, I'm, well, I'm wagering yeah. that this didn't turn out well. You think <laughs> that was a nice move, or did you fall asleep for a okay, second? Just two, that? two things. First, John told me he was going to do that, so I was like, oh, he did that. Great. Nice. nice. <laughs> he okay. gave me a heads up. Okay. Second, so it wasn't necessarily just the appeal of bean juice cooked rice that made you say "Mm, nice (laughs) secondly i had asked for bean goop recipes and was really sad when most of them didn't involve the goop so i appreciated john's commitment to the goop okay okay good so john how did that respect the goop goop rice come out i thought it was fine i thought it was great i used i made uh i cooked uh red rice which is just like super nutty uh Mm. like i guess whole grain rice that i love uh, over, you know, like as opposed to like white rice or brown rice, and it's hard to say how much of an impact the bean goop made, <laughs> since like the big the can only had about a half a cup of bean goop, so I had to add water. So I feel like it didn't hurt. And if you're kind of trying to be like, you know, use all the everything you have available to you and not throw anything away, I guess it could it could help. But yeah, it, it, I, I almost wish it had been gross because then it would have been more interesting. And it was just like, okay, it was just, it was just, it was just rice. Well, it so like the good. bean goop, the, I mean, the quote unquote goop on my cans of black eyed peas was like pretty watery. It was not like the goop you get with like yeah. a, a pan of pinto beans like or something aquafada, like that. Aquafaba. Yeah. yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't super thick. But I also, I, I actually liked adding the the um, the, the peppers at the end. Because it was mm-hmm. kind of had a nice sort of texture mm-hmm. variation there too, like it felt like there was a little pops of of crunch still left. Mm, uh, yeah. But I did find it. I don't, was it? And, I, and I, maybe I misread the recipe and I thought something was two pounds instead of two teaspoons. But like, it's I found that it was really kind of brothy. It was almost like a soup. Mm-hmm. So after after it was kind of cooked, I let it I let it evaporate for like maybe twenty minutes, like on low heat, just to get some of the water out of there because it felt like. 
soup, basically, which is fine, but I, I feel like it wasn't meant to be soup. Yeah, that was a, that 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 happened to me as well because it's like you cook covered for an hour and it didn't yeah. reduce in the pan. And right. like the question for me was like, when is this done? <laughs> like, is it is it going to be? <laughs> yeah, I set a timer. So is I, it going <laughs> to turn into something else at some point? Because it's not turning into anything. It's just like brothy beans from start to finish. And he talks about sort of adding water if you know it gets lower. But I was like, where would yeah, the water? No. Does go? it? Yeah, no, yeah. no water needed. No water's going anywhere. Uh. I, you know, like I said, like I cook this dish, some form of this thing all the time now. I I had never really cooked with black eyed peas before, but I will do like pinto beans. I will usually like saute some chilies in with the aromatics too, but then I'll also, I'll mix, I'll mix meats and I'll, I'll braise some, uh, chicken thighs in it. And like, that'll be the whole meal. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll petting zoo it up over here. I'll let the, I'll let the pigs mingle with the, with the chickens. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i had the same i had the same experience i was like it's very brothy i added the peppers in the beginning like priya did not because i was making a conscious choice but when i read that he said sweat the ham and the onions and butter i was like he cannot possibly mean to sweat the ham like how do i sweat the ham it's got to be peppers and then i read one sentence later an hour later that i needed to add the peppers but I, i like i like them more I don't like a fresh bell pepper very much, if I'm being totally honest. Like, I like it cooked down. I like the, like, I love the backdrop that, pe- like, bell pepper adds to things. I, the freshness for me, I, I could have done without, or I did, I did do without. But yeah, my, my, I was, I was actually surprised by how much flavor was in the liquid when I, like, before I put the beans in. Like, I was, I was shocked by it. Like, it's just, like Priya said, this is all, about ham and pork flavor. And I was surprised at how much there was. I must have added like a little bit of <laughs> probably fish sauce or, you know, just like reflexively added some like Momo salt or something. What did I, I, I added to, well, so here's the thing. I brought this to a Passover Seder where the, the ham was approved, but it was kosher for Passover. So I wanted to use the, um, the Momofuku, the spicy, the spicy salt, but it has yeast extract in it. So I couldn't use it, but I, portioned off a, a bit of it and it is very good with the spicy salt so that i can verify yeah i think you can i think I, I must have done some little thing like that because i tasted and i was like holy shit like this broth is very flavorful it has like tons of umami it was it was really delicious because like, yeah. like like john said like the recipe is very straightforward it's like eight ingredients and four and three steps and i was like where is the flavor going to come from in this thing but i like it's all that pork and then just like it was the ham yeah the ham and you know cooking the onions for a while i think is helpful for this thing yeah i cooked my onions and i cooked the like aromatics plus the ham for a pretty 10 plus minutes i think yeah same and then i i I threw that ham in there and i was like nothing is going to happen to this ham and i was was fucking surprised again i was wrong again wait john i have a a thought for you which is you mentioned like you were like, oh, this recipe is so simple. One thing that I noticed that was really interesting among the recipes submitted is that they were all pretty, they were all pretty simple. I felt like in the same way that Chris was like during the pandemic, I sort of developed my own recipe for brothy beans. It felt like a lot of people were sending in their sort of go-to, I need dinner fast. This is my quick bean recipe. And so what was really interesting is like, I was expecting a lot of like really creative fancy uses for beans but what people really sent was their like quick shortcut comfort food because i feel like that's what people associate canned beans with Mm -hmm. yeah like where's the not chill 
beans recipe. We just didn't get we didn't get a not chill beans recipe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like black bean brownies is not fucking chill. We just didn't choose that one. I don't think. Okay, black yeah, bean but they would, but it was like, but it was like five ingredients, and you like stir them and bake put them, them in a blender, and that's it. Yeah, it's it true. Like I guess people simple. aren't getting crazy enough with their beans. Do you guys think that this hop and John, like hop and John in general, or this dish, is a meal, or do you think this is yeah riding shotgun? Totally, 100%. totally a meal. Even sans rice is a total meal. Just had it for lunch. Oh, I, for me, the rice is, is vital. I'm just like talking to two of the healthiest people on the planet. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I was like, oh, is this a meal? I was expecting people to be like, no, no, you need like some fried chicken on the side. <laughs> you need like some biscuits. You need a you pound need of beef on the side. <laughs> you need a pound of beef. You need a slab of beef on the side. But no, I chose the two healthiest people on the planet who were both like, yes, this is a meal. In fact, this is four meals. <laughs> this is totally fine. Uh, okay, so. I had a cup for dinner. <laughs> uh what do you think? If people are going to go out there and make this thing, any pitfalls for them to avoid? Any like pointers that came out of this? Any any wild, not chill directions you think they should take this in? I think, I mean, for me, I feel like the smoked paprika was very helpful because my ham was just not very hammy. Yeah, I would say this is a good like, and it's kind of what, I mean, the the recipe that's, that, that, that was sent in, it was like, let's see what you can do with this. So I feel like it's a good base for like, Oh, I want to add like XYZ seasoning or like other kind of little 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 fancy fixins. Because as it as it stands, it's kind of like it's sort of like a neutral base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as like a general, if anybody's if anybody out there is like still not brothy beaning it up after seven years of being a pandemic, like congratulations, you found something new to do. <laughs> Be like making some yeah. fucking brothy beans. Like this formula works so well with like any canned bean and just like choose right. your aromatics. I think all three of us were like spicier, please just spicier. And so do that, do anything with it. I wouldn't mind like, and I think he actually says so as well, but like you could probably accessorize this at the end too with fresh herb exactly. and a little lime or something like that as well. Like that would make it pretty great. I mean, honestly, if you have, we, Seth added, we have like a couple like barbecue rubs and we, Seth just like put a spoonful of one of those rubs and that was pretty delicious in this. I kind of wanted sour cream with it. Uh, yeah. So I, I did, I did herbs and lime, but then like also wanted a little bit of yogurt. Like some of the yeah. Yeah. Everybody wanted, everybody wanted chili basically. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. I'm like, I, I was actually curious, like, why is this not just chili? <laughs> like, what makes it chili? Is it the ground, the ground beef? Yeah, I think so. And then, like, I was interested. Like, you know, I I reached, I, I bought the diced tomatoes, which is what he asked for. But I was like, I really want to buy crushed tomatoes for this. I want yeah, it to be like a little I more soupy, cr- yeah. a little more gravy. Like, I think would have been nice because my tomatoes didn't break down in an hour. I also probably would have, if I wasn't so hungry, I probably would have simmered it for longer. I ended up like just cranking up the heat at the end, like in the last 20 minutes, because I just like needed it to get thick quickly. Mm -hmm. And I was so hungry. Um, But if I had more time, I think it probably would have benefited from simmering. And even like eating it on day two, it's already like, it's so much more flavorful. I can taste the ham and, you know, like the sweet onion so much better. Uh, well, Priya eating it two days in a row is a is a good sign. But Priya, do you want to make the entreaty to our listeners to make this recipe? Because again, the winner of this season is the person who's going to have the most discorders and social media people making the recipe they chose. So Priya, convince 
convince, convince uh, your your legions that John is trying to flip on the Discord to uh, <laughs> I know. make well, this recipe. I feel, well, I feel like I will never, I'll never out Discord John. <laughs> and I'm sure Rachel has some sort of underground Discord network. And I'm sure Brian is already a Discord influencer. <laughs> I know, so all you can rely on is the power of the airwaves here. So tell people why they should make this dish. I think I think it's like it's a really great base. I think like start with this, use really use the best ham you can find, get the best get the best ingredients you can find like great tomatoes, great peppers, the great, finest, really the finest nice ham sweet in onion, all the land. The finest ham that you can find and not the deli ham that I purchased <laughs> yesterday uh in too small of quantities. Make this What if you use bacon instead? I, I, some recipes I think do use bacon and I yeah. think I think that would have been really delicious especially like rendering the bacon and then cooking the you know onions and peppers in that fat I you know what I do really... for my pork I do chorizo yeah that's where I, I mean, I, that, that's where I mean I, chorizo you just can't go wrong it's so good um yeah and I think just like use this as a base and like play with the seasonings at the end like you know what, whatever that like I'm sure everyone has those like pre-made seasonings in the back of their cabinet like this is a good vehicle, I would say, for those. Um, I did, yeah, I did cilantro and lime juice on top and that brightened things up, but that's just because I put cilantro and lime juice on on practically everything. But <laughs> I would be curious to hear what people do to like adapt this recipe, but I feel like Hoppin' John is just like such a classic Southern recipe and just like a, a really great example of like, how much flavor you can get from like a few really good mm-hmm. uh, for a few really good ingredients. Um, I've also, I've also tried um, Hoppin' John's cousin Limpin' Susan, which is made with okra. <laughs> no, this, this is, this Limpin is wrong. You're just Susan. making this shit up. That's no, a weird, this is racist. What is What's the backstory of Limpin' Susan? I don't, I don't What's know. I should get that way. She limpin'. <laughs> B, the chef BJ Dennis has a really good recipe for it that I love making. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel like uh, Hoppin' John and Limpin' Susan would would go well together on a table. <laughs> what is, what is, wait, what is Limpin' Susan? It's the same thing, but with okra instead of beans? Uh, yeah, but it has like a slightly, slight, like slightly different base. Like you use, I guess you use bell peppers. Yeah, you use bacon. Yeah, I guess it's like, Essentially, very similar, but with okra. Uh, evidently, leftover Hop and John is called Skip and Jenny. I'm not making this up. This is real. <laughs> Skip and Jenny. I I love it. I love it. So I'm so There's I'm, like a whole so hop and John I'm, I'm having that Skip and Jenny here. right now, not Hop and John. Yeah, you're eating Skip and Jenny, not Hop and John. All right. Well, if if you uh, if if the mood strikes you out there, you all should make some f- flipping Priyas here, some Hop and John. And uh, let us know how it goes on Discord. <laughs> John DeBerry. Prince and Prius. John, John DeBerry will be there to discourage you all from making this recipe. <laughs> uh, we will share Daniel's how recipe do I for find... No, I think you should. I think you should make this recipe too. I, I, this is definitely like my kind of recipe. So I'm also advocating for it. He is. I'm, you, I'm, I'm looking at the Discord right now. And he is secretly, as he's saying that, just like discouraging everybody. Priya. <laughs> <laughs> just telling them that this is poison. Classic John. 
we will share Daniel's recipe on the Discord. So sign up at majordomomedia.com slash Discord. Share your own versions. It's so cool to see people's tabits, to see people's uh, mm-hmm. sausage plats. I'm so stoked that about so that. Uh, next week, we are back with Dave and Brian Ford. You may remember that Brian Ford made a plea for people to send in homemade King's Hawaiian roll recipes. Oh my God. We'll fucking see how that went and whether that happened and whether Dave Chang followed suit. Um, (laughs) John's back the week after that to talk broccoli and Priya's coming back next month, maybe even recording with us in person, I think. Um, But Priya, you've got four ingredients left on your your draft board that you've chosen. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do next? You've got yogurt, tomatoes, green beans, and peanut butter. Where do you want to go next? What are we asking people to send in? Yogurt, tomatoes, green beans. Let's do yogurt next. All right. This is the this I'm gonna, is I'm, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need that gut bacteria. <laughs> 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 what uh have you been eating well on this on this road trip though? In your search for the best new? Has it been good? Yeah, yeah. I would say um God, her I, voice I, went I so was, high, John. Her voice went so high. <laughs> she said yes. I was I was assigned to the entire state of Texas. Um, so I've just been like taking trips to and from Texas. I will say that the places that have excited me the most are like the I we're allowed to highlight old places that where there's a new reason to highlight them. And so the places that have excited me the most are like the classic institutions that have now finally reopened after long hiatuses. And those have been way more interesting to me than the fancy places. Like I was in San Antonio and I ate at like so many restaurants and the best bite I had was a uh, breakfast taco at a teeny tiny restaurant with six tables and San Antonio makes better breakfast tacos than Austin. I'm just going to say it. She saved it. She saved it for the end of the podcast to put the hot take out there, just to anger all those, all those Austinites who we all know have only thirty minute attention spans because they're yeah. so bad at listening and making breakfast tacos, according to Priya Krishna. Um, okay, so we're gonna do yogurt next. Remind me, Priya, you want homemade yogurt recipes or do you want? Uh, no, I want into I want stuff? recipes that like use yogurt, but in unexpected ways. Like, don't give me a parfait. Don't send me a parfait. Send me like yogurt and savory preparations like send me yogurt in baked goods only if it's like actually interesting and not just like a yogurt snacking cake i don't know i'm you know whatever just don't <laughs> just just okay. yeah, no, no so, lame baked goods <laughs> and interesting if savory <laughs> so definitely don't send your yogurt snacking rest snacking cake recipes into the fixer at majordomomedia.com but do send your homemade sunscreen <laughs> involving yogurt recipes to the fixer at majordomomedia.com give us five stars wherever and however you rate this podcast and uh, we'll talk to you all soon 